What's up guys and welcome to Stock Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian financial markets are moving and my opinion and my views and my analysis on how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades and the lessons that I learned during my trading for the day. So I'm glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode 226. Today we're going to talk about the weekly analysis, Friday's moves, my trades on Friday and just my overall take on what might happen this coming week. So make sure that you're listening to this episode at a speed you're comfortable at and let's get started. So quite a few people have been asking me how to get started with the markets and all. Uh, I am preparing a blog post on it on Medium because I think that's the easiest way uh, to share all of that info. So if you want to read that, if you're interested in that, make sure that you're following me on uh, at Markets with KR on Twitter and at Stock Markets with KR on Instagram because that is where I'll share it once the post is up. Even if you don't want to hit that follow button, that's fine. You can always just make sure that you're checking it frequently and then you should be updated. With that out of the way, let's get uh, into the snapshot. Now, based on the OI, I feel that it might be a narrower range for this coming week or it might be an even wider range for this week. And I'll, my logic is based on uh, the strikes. So I think 10,600 to 10,800 are some high OI strikes for calls and puts. And I think that it's either people who are you know expecting it to be range bound between the 200 points or so or it's people who are uh, you know really expecting it to move either above 10800 or below 10600 by quite a margin so it's either you know a short strangle point of view that i'm taking here or a short uh, or a long straddle uh, strangle point of view that i'm taking here and uh, honestly i feel that it it can really go either way at this point all of this information is good to know but then you really need to understand that uh, strikes can always be changed and all of that so this is purely just indicative on what was the data on friday but i still thought i'd include this here and the reason why honestly it's so interesting is because uh, the inside bar that we spoke about earlier perfectly coincides with those strikes so that is really what uh, makes it quite quite interesting Anyway, though, talking about the market as a whole on Friday, Nifty closed at 10,768.05, down 45.4 points or 0.42%. FI sold to the tune of 1031 crores, BI sold to the tune of 431 crores. And this heavy selling was quite visible because I was seeing a very clear bearish bias on most charts like LT, even Reliance, until it actually broke out, was showing fair signs of mild bearishness. Nifty was not as bad as one would have thought, but Bank Nifty was. And I'll get the reason why Bank Nifty was so bearish in a bit. Now, talking about the broad market indices and uh, such, we can see that except for small caps, uh, large caps and mid caps are not performing that great. And I feel one of the reasons for this is because a lot of mutual funds are selling their uh, positions. And as we discussed earlier, um, a lot of these fund houses and a lot of institutional participants in general are holding a lot of mid caps. And the reason for this is because they were expecting 2020 to be a good mid cap year from again, from what I uh, read sometime earlier this year. And uh, now that they are actually selling their positions, the mid caps are going to be the worst affected. 
small caps are fairly fine because I don't think a lot of people trade them anyway. Um, again, very gross assumption here, but we're going to have to roll with it for now. Another reason, and this is more of a confirmation than a reason, but HDFC AMC uh, was in the news recently because they, they said, I think their, uh, their CIO or someone said that uh, we are selling stocks which gave us returns during COVID and now we are going to move to new ones. So that might also be one of the reasons because a lot of uh, a lot of these companies would have picked some really nice mid caps. Now that they've gotten that uh, return on those, they'll be, of, of course, squaring them off and such. So I think that that makes a lot of sense. And that might just be why we are seeing mid caps underperforming this month. Coming to VIX, again, another broad market index of volatility. It was flat on Friday, but I don't think that uh, there's anything wrong with VIX because on Friday, the prices in general were fairly, uh, you know, fairly stable, not as choppy as what we saw on Thursday, definitely not as choppy as what we've been seeing this past week, pretty much. So that's all good. Talking about the sectoral indices, we can see that FMCG is up, which is very natural. Gold is also up. So gold, FMCG, all are, you know, more of defensive avenues of investment when the equity markets as a whole are down. FMCG, gold, all of those are, uh, you know, basically going to be the second best alternatives for investors to put their money into uh, for a more safer return. So those were up, which is very natural. Pharma was also up. IT was up by a bit, but not by a lot. I think it's slowly showing signs of exhaustion. We can see a lot of, um, you know, IT stocks like Infosys, like TCS, facing some resistance. TCS, of course, had its results last week. I don't, I'm not sure when Infosys has their results, but again, earnings season is around, so be very careful. And uh, yeah, talking about the banking sector, which was the worst off, this is where, uh, this is where the FIDI part also comes in, because if you look at the composition of uh, FIDI's portfolio, you can see that most of it is dominated by the banking sector. Essentially, what that means is the FIs and DIs have a lot of positions, have a lot of investment, have a lot of holdings, in banking and financial services. Now, when they are going to sell, they're of course going to sell banking and finance as well. That's probably why we're seeing, uh, you know, banking underperforming when the market is down and outperforming when the market is up because when they buy, they, they will buy a lot of banking. When they sell, they will sell a lot of banking. That might just be one of the reasons why we are seeing what we're seeing. Coming to FX, we are seeing it at 75.23, which is good. I think the lowest that we saw is 75. 4.5 74.2 something like that i'd spoken about the support and resistance levels so for now it's doing quite good and someone had actually asked me a question on twitter that hey what do you think what's a good time to uh, you know buy dollars i was like hey i don't know any anything about forex but this these are the support levels and these are the resistance levels turns out it's it's respected those fairly well those were cip levels and you know rough demand zones of usd inr that is what that was based off. Talking about crude, it's fairly decent. It's quite positive, actually. WTI is at $40.55 per barrel, up 2.35%. Brent is at $43.24 per barrel, up 2.1%, which is actually quite good. Once again, earnings season is around, so be very careful with your trades, especially swing trades, especially positional picks. You might see some stocks coming in at a discount. You might see some stocks not really, um, not really, you know, coming in at good prices at all and talking about fundamental and macro factors and just inherent news-based factors 
I don't think that the IIP figures were uh, were released on Friday. I think they cited insufficient data, which is uh, kind of sad. But then, hey, it is what it is. Can't really do anything about it. Global markets uh, closed uh, mixed. I think Asia was down on Friday. EU, US closed positive. SGX is above 10,800 right now. So let's see how it goes. I think many underlying stocks are facing resistances. So it should not really be an issue. Uh, but I don't. I think that they can still breach it if uh, they want to. Right. So Nifty appears to be facing resistances from one of the gaps. As I said, Nifty is at ten thousand seven hundred and sixty-eight. This is not really a good sign, but the gap is not that bad. An inside bar was formed, and it's still within that range. So we can, we can expect a breakout above ten thousand eight fifty-seven, and a breakout or a breakdown below ten thousand six seventy-three. Uh, as I said previously in one of the previous episodes as well. And uh, the high strikes, the high OI strikes were, you know, again, very similar here, 10,800, 10,600. So that might just be something to do with this. And talking about how I would have traded Nifty on uh, Friday, I think it doesn't really matter because I was looking at the option prices and they really weren't moving at all. In fact, even if you would have managed to catch a larger move, I don't think you would have gotten a lot. You would have gotten effectively peanuts, which is terrible because you were risking quite a lot. And I think one of the reasons for this is because of uh, the lower IV that we're seeing. Again, this is one of the reasons that I feel because of the lower IV, the option prices have of course gone down. And when volatility goes down further intraday, it sort of takes the option prices down along with it. So that might just be one of the reasons. Again, this is not technically an IV crush, but it is. It is, I think, roughly very similar to it in a way because the volatility is going down, and that is what is. Uh, really driving the prices of the options down as well. So Friday, I don't think, regardless of the side you were in, you you would have been able to make like extra extraordinary returns on your options unless you had that volume going for you. And uh, talking about Nifty's weekly candle, it's quite strong. But then do keep in mind that the way it is right now, it can just as easily turn into an evening star, which is not that good. So let's see how Monday closed uh, closes. And how you know the rest of the week progresses, and then we might have a better idea of whether this is going to sustain or not. Again, ten thousand eight fifty seven, ten thousand six fifty seven, approximately is the range that I'm going to be looking at. Talking about Bank Nifty, it is not as range bound as Nifty, and it does indicate selling at higher levels. This checks out, I feel, because as I said, the FIs and BIs have had a lot of uh, uh, you know banking holdings in general, and when they sell, they sell a huge chunk of these. Banking and financial services stocks, which also pulls Bank Nifty as an index down. So we're seeing the 23k levels being rejected as well, which is really not that good. Uh, but there's not a lot that we can do about it. And yeah, I think there was some positive sentiment in the second half of the day for both the indices, but Bank Nifty was unable to grip on it. Nifty was, you know, better than Bank Nifty, but it was it was really not able to take support. I think that's uh, that was just the uh, Short squaring and then the DI is selling further at slightly higher levels. That might have been the case, but anyway, let's move to my trades now. All right, so I did not take any trades reliance at the starting candle because I was just not comfortable with the way it was placed. In hindsight, given that it was respecting the previous close, I should have probably just went long it, uh, but I did not again purely because I was a bit nervous about where it might go. Then when the next candle opened, I thought that hey, it's clearly positive right now. It's broken its resistances, so I can go long reliance again. This was like I don't know. I guess it's 50 points away. 
no, 20, 20, 25 points uh, from its open. I decided to go long Reliance trade basis being that, you know, clearly a very strong, uh, uh, a very strong momentum was there and very high volumes as well. But uh, my stop, my stop loss, by the way, was a pivot point, which is right there. But unfortunately, it did not really work out that well because uh, it, it sort of went down a little bit. Uh, then I held on to it just to see where it's going. The view app was there as well, but uh, it was really showing signs of resistance in general. So I thought I'd reverse my position and then I went short on Reliance. However, as soon as I went short on Reliance, it went back up. So I waited for a bit, understood that, hey, it's probably just going to reject, uh, you know, lower levels now, even if it does retrace down for a bit. I decided to cut my losses and reverse the position again, went long Reliance at this time and uh, it was giving reasonable moves at one point of time it did come down uh, however i did not really add to my long position because i was a bit nervous about where it might go and such and yeah then it gained for a couple of candles and then we saw all-time highs being made so really nice day for reliance overall i was not able to capture the entire move but i was able to capture most of the positive moves uh, on friday uh, looking back in hindsight i think uh, there are a couple of lessons that I that that you know the markets taught me on Friday, and the main one is to just enter it when uh, the risk reward is low because I I would have risked like two points on Reliance because that is where you know the support was being broken uh, for a potential reward of around thirty to forty points, which would have been amazing. But uh, I guess that's just how these things are. Sometimes you have to. Uh, learn these lessons the hard way but then this wasn't really the hard way because overall I was net positive which is great uh, I could have almost 2x that positive amount but then you know, that that's just how it is sometimes so all things considered a positive day for Lions especially because of that all-time high otherwise I don't think I would have uh, come quite as close to the PNL that I was able to get uh, you know, again, given that I did so many trade reversals and such, brokerage charges were slightly higher as well, but really doesn't uh, really doesn't matter that much. So yeah, that was the trade and those were the results. And I think I'm going to keep in mind that, uh, you know, when, when you see a low risk entry, it's probably just best to take it because if you're risking two points, you're potentially going to get even 20 points. That's worth the risk in my opinion. So yeah. Uh, that's it for this episode again hope you found this helpful and informative and if you've got any questions any concerns any feedback or anything that you'd like to say feel free to reach out to me at markets with kr on twitter at stock markets with kr on instagram and i'll be happy to help you and yeah hope you have a great trading week ahead that's it from uh that's it for this one see you in the next